You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Welcome to Sakina Society. Towards tranquility in an age of turbulence. Assalamualaikum. Thanks for joining us in Sakina Society. I'm your host, Zenit, and today's show is supporting reverts in Scotland. So the format of this show is, as always, a discussion about where we are as a society, what an ideal situation might look like and how we can get there. So Islam is often cited as the fastest growing religion, but as Muslims, are we doing enough for those that revert to Islam in Scotland? So to discuss and explore this topic, we have with us Idaud Duncan, Carly Hussein, Khadija William and James Donald. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, Jazakallah for being here. So just to open up to the floor, um, can you guys highlight what it's like for those who have embraced Islam? What's already out there in terms of support and what are the challenges faced by reverts? Um, so Khadija, do you want to start us off? Um As a revert, um, one of the things that I experienced with my beginning into Islam, my journey, is that there is a real lack of facilities like most kind of reverts speak English and we have a lot of maybe not as many facilities to facilitate that um, English English language which becomes a barrier also as well um, you tend to find that with a lot of reverts we experience um, a sort of loneliness mm -hmm. because we face the challenge where our families um <coughs> maybe not except fully that we have came to Islam and alhamdulillah for myself I didn't find the problem where I was kicked out or you know being stopped from praying but I know there's a lot of brothers and sisters that have endured this mm -hmm. and I think it's about giving like our brothers and sisters who reverted in Islam a place to go mm -hmm. a place to be safe support lessons um, about how to deal with family how to you know, to give them that confidence to know that they are chosen for this path, mm -hmm. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen them, yeah. and, you know, they shouldn't fear because, like, what they're going through, the hardship they're going through is, like, a temporary mm -hmm. uh, situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. That's very insightful. Do any of you guys share the same experiences? What's your experiences of, of what the support is like out there? Um, well... At first, I found that there was not really that much support. Um, I find that, as Khadija also said as well, that you are, especially during Ramadan, you find yourself that you are having your iftar by yourself and you're doing your fast by yourself, you're doing your prayers by yourself. And if you don't have like a Muslim support around you, uh, especially during Ramadan, I think um, reverts tend to get forgotten a little bit because everybody, and it's not their fault, but they're, they're more sort of focused on their own family and having family time. So mm -hmm. sometimes we do get forgotten about mm -hmm. and um, it, it can get, it, it, it did get quite lonely for me as well. Um, recently though, alhamdulillah, we've, We've uh, a, a sister had uh, founded a support group, um, 
just called it Glasgow Reverts. <laughs> <laughs> just simple. Um, and they have a group that runs on a Thursday at Glasgow Central Mosque. Um, and honestly, since I started attending, it's been amazing, mashallah. Um, I've found so many friends uh, basically all my friends are beavers <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've got so many friends so many people to speak to and um, last Ramadan was the best Ramadan oh, that I had because we were only meeting up once a week but it was amazing to go to the mosque and be able to break, have iftar with people yeah. that were in the same situation as us mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's 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 a great group, and it's, it's only sisters though. That's the problem. So I think that the brothers need to have something like that as yeah, well. I think absolutely. more so than the sisters. Um, but yeah, it's so good. that's really nice to hear. And I suppose, I suppose when you're when you're born into Islam, you don't you sort of take that for granted that you yeah. have family to sit and open your you know your mm-hmm. fast with. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you did mention you know males there, so I'd, I'd be interesting in knowing what you know what Daud or James have to say about that. Daud, what what do you think? Yeah, Alhamdulillah, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Well, myself, yes, I, I I think that I probably see quite a balanced picture. I think it's quite easy to look at you know Muslims coming from the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And, and, and know that we should be the best. We should be the best at welcoming new people to the, to the religion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to think, you know, we fall short of that by a huge way we do. Um, I've, and sometimes when I've been Muslim, I've really despaired. And, you know, alhamdulillah, I've just moved up to Oban, uh, which I generally mention in every Ramadan, Radio Ramadan show I go into, but now I've actually, I'm living here now. Um, but in the, in the t- of, uh, 10 years I've been Muslim in Glasgow, I would say that... Um, I have really worried about the situation. Um, but there are lots of actually things uh, to, to make us feel good uh, about mm-hmm. the situation of new Muslim support. You know, on the good side and the bad side, I say that the best thing that we've got mm-hmm. is the huge goodwill among Muslims in Glasgow. Alhamdulillah, you know, every Muslim you meet is so happy to help, really wants to help, knows this is such an important issue. And mashallah, there are people who are so willing to give the time and even money whatever they can, inshallah, to help support new Muslims. And that's it's a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. And that comes from, uh, you know, kind of the miracle of the Ummah, uh, of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, mm-hmm. as Muslims, we're part of a family that stretches over the world, alhamdulillah. And this is one of the most amazing miracles that we can see as a Muslim every day. Um, and mashallah, um, that's a real strength for us. So we've mm-hmm. got a kind of connection anyway as a community and so on that, inshallah, if we want to develop, support from new Muslims, we can build on that. And what's more, um, I'd say that what we have at the moment, um, when I became Muslim about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. just um, the organisation of New to Islam started. And, you know, it was one of these quite common organisations that exist around the country, I'm sure around the world. Mm-hmm. And these are what I would refer to as quite informal organisations that are essentially groups of friends who meet up um, and uh, support each other based on friendship. The thing is that, mashallah, these groups are so crucial for so many people. They could almost, I'm sure they save lives, you know. Um, mashallah, some people can be, as Khadija said, 
so feel so lonely uh, when they come to Islam if they're struggling with it, uh, which happens a lot. Probably for everyone, um, it's such a big change. But these informal groups are good, and mashallah, they're they're excellent. The where I see the kind of room for manoeuvre, where I see, do you know what I kind of worry about on the negative side is the fact that from ten years ago to now today in Glasgow, I've I've not seen any movement or any change to the system. Mm-hmm. There have been many of these informal groups, mm-hmm. um, mashallah, appearing, and so much good work's been happening. But so often, I think, because it's dependent upon friendships and dependent upon personal relationships and so on, that, that it's not been a sustained thing. Um, if an individual leaves, if a group dynamic changes, if someone has children, you see yeah, these kind of things absolutely. change a group dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then, boom, kind of back to square one. So, alhamdulillah, that's kind of where I see the, the picture at the moment. I see. So nothing that's maybe more long-term, more concrete, more formal. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a real lack of any kind of professional, um, organised support. And as I was kind of saying, and it's kind of point to drive a lot, um, is that there are lots of successful support organisations in Glasgow. There are support organisations for people with learning disabilities, for people that are getting over drug addiction and so on. And they mm-hmm. are great systems that really work. And when I look at these systems, I think as Muslims, uh, we should be taking advantage of these, these successful support systems in our own uh, community, inshallah. Absolutely. And inshallah, that's where we're heading as well. Um, and, and uh, you know, we've got James, you're here as well. And you're, from, you're actually from Dundee. So I'm actually really interested to hear what's what's out there, you know, outside of Glasgow um, in terms of support systems. I mean, are there, do you, are there a lot of reverts around you? We were talking earlier and you said that you're in touch with a lot of brothers from Saudi Arabia and you know apart from yeah. that you know is there any new Muslims what's happening in uh, outside Glasgow well in Dundee to be fair there's really not much um, one of the imams uh, had tried to start something mm-hmm. I think maybe there's about 15 guys in Dundee a few of the guys have left and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, but most of the time yeah I spend a lot of time there's one of the mosques that's uh, run by Ma- uh, Sheikh Maktoum the Islamic okay. to Masjid Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of different Arabs like Saudi and uh, Iraqis and some other people. So I spent a lot of time with them. But the guys that are based in Dundee, there's a lot of guys that are around my age and stuff. But unfortunately, a lot of the guys are married and have kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like the sister was saying earlier on, they end up spending a lot of time with the families and stuff like that. So unfortunately, you end up spending a lot of time on your own mm-hmm. because of the fact they have to put the families and everything else in front of everything. And yeah, I do, I do kind of agree that it's uh, quite hard. Uh, to you know, help with your iman and your dean and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, when you're not spending time together as a group, which I think is a very good thing to be able to do because it helps everyone, especially in learning about Islam. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and do you guys think that you know, with some of these, with, with these organisations, I mean, with, certainly with the ones that already exist, um, you know, there's there's a space there for uh, sort of born Muslims that are, I suppose, sort of come back to Islam or want to learn more. Like, I remember attending you to Islam a few years ago just because I thought it was so helpful. Uh, do you find that there's a lot of integration between between sort of Muslims that have, have been born as Muslims and yourselves? In regards to the group that I attend, yeah, I think that it's it's a good... The, the way that the group works is that it's exclusively for reverts and I it's see. run by reverts. Mm-hmm. And that's just to give reverts the space to be able to say what they want without there being some form of possible 
without sounding bad, without someone saying, oh, how could you say something like that? Like, Absolutely, it's a safe space. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And we would never say no to having, say, an event where we would have born Muslims or we would have non-Muslims, like, bring a friend sort of day. Um, but in regards to this group that I mm-hmm. attend, um, it's good, not that we want to not include everybody, but it's just good to have that space where you are able to have some common ground with someone. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes we, as, as reverts, we do find that some people can maybe talk down to us as if we don't know as much as a born reaver, a born reaver, a born Muslim. So it's that space to go and be able to talk with people who aren't sort of looking at you like, oh, she's only been Muslim for four years. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know very much. Mm -hmm. I'll tell her what's right. (laughs) So it's it's good to have that space. So completely understand. And, yeah, I've probably been in. I've probably been in a lot of situations. Yeah. Just like you know, twenty minutes ago when you guys were talking, and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, mashallah, these guys know so much. Alhamdulillah, you know. So, um, you know, it's it, yeah, you're right. You know, it, it should never be that way that you're being spoken down to. But, but believe me when I say this, you know, there's there's probably a lot of times where we where we feel mashallah <laughs> that you guys are doing so much. You know, such good things, yeah. um, and you guys are really working hard. And you know, we take that for granted. Does anyone want to add to that point? Yeah, I think I would agree with um, Sister Carly because, you know, maybe as most people, I don't know, there'll be a variety of people listening to this show, that a lot of time as a revert, just as um, Sister Carly was saying, that we do get told so much from other born Muslims and mashallah, some of the information we receive is beneficial, but then there comes um, some other times where we do have mashallah well-meaning individuals but they will tell you something that's quite contrary or more is maybe more steeped in culture rather than the islam itself and then um, something that i think that reverts need for themselves is the space to be like it's okay i am scottish and i'm muslim and to learn um the basics to find themselves as muslims first before they start um, being pushed into like a certain circle, or because I've seen it so many times with like a lot of us that's reverted, there's some you know brothers and some sisters push like being more Arab or being more Pakistani or being more Somali, mm-hmm. and I think it's important that they've been given a space to just be themselves and appreciate that you know I am Scottish but I am also Muslim and I am part of this Ummah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's a really that's a really valid point you've made. So it's all about foundations, mm-hmm. um, and I th- and I think about understanding as well. You know, mutual understanding, and maybe that's something that we face in our generation. It's quite new for for us. Is that you know there are a lot of, we are meeting a lot of reverts, and maybe that's not something that you know there's maybe a little more understanding required there of you know how to better support you guys. And inshallah, I hope this show is is you know the start of that that ongoing discussion. Inshallah. 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 Assalamu alaikum. Sorry, I could just got my phone went a bit funny there, and I'm just back on, and I'm wondering Hello. if it's okay to add a quick point on the that you were discussing about um, Muslims, um, for example, a new Muslim support group uh, mixing with new Muslims and uh, people who've been Muslim all their life. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, you know, on that point, um, you know, I've been lucky to you know, look at a lot of different organisations around the UK and supporting that. Mm -hmm. And that's a big question that comes up for organisations of how to do it. And definitely, I don't like to always say, right, there's two extremes and, and the ways in the middle. Like, alhamdulillah, like, that's, that's a good bit of wisdom, but that's not always applicable. But I think it's quite applicable here because um, there are some organisations which take it to such an extreme um, and like to totally segregate, you know, mm -hmm. uh, new Muslims or, you know, whatever, new reverts, uh, communists, whatever you like, um, and keep them away from, from other people. And in fact, even like organisations that have started by um, new Muslims and they want to make sure it's just new Muslims um, a, and never ever interact with other organisations and this is quite a strange thing that's definitely a trap that's there because you know we definitely want to make sure that when we are supporting new Muslims we're mm -hmm. supporting them to be part of the Ummah and not you know a, a separate thing but there's another opposite extreme and, and I certainly would um, have to say mashallah you know how amazing the success that I saw with the organization of new to islam mashallah it's it's, mm -hmm, it's one mm -hmm. of the you know the, the most the largest groups that supported the most uh, some of the most people in in glasgow mashallah mm -hmm. it does so well but i was there and i was uh, supporting at the end um near the end of uh, new to islam and one thing that it kind of trapped that it it, it it fell into was that it started in its broad appeal in that it both supported new Muslims and it supported people who were coming back to their religion. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of, you know, for me, I was very much worried because there was a certain primary aim. I feel it's better to have a primary aim with an organisation that says, right, we're going to make sure no matter what we do, we're going to support new Muslims. Um, yep. What happened was essentially it started to become more attractive maybe to people who, who were uh, already Muslim. Mm -hmm. And then what happened, I think, because um, it wasn't so much maybe that primary aim of supporting new Muslims wasn't um, maybe as emphasised um, as maybe would have been useful at the time. Allahu alam, there was no mm -hmm. ill intentions at the time. Uh, but yeah. certainly for me on reflection, I think that it, it got caught up in that. Mm -hmm. And it got maybe distracted from this main aim of supporting. Um, and certainly, if you're an organisation, do mix, but don't forget a primary aim of, or, you know, supporting the new Muslims because um, this is a, a different needs. We have different needs from those who've been Muslim all their life that maybe have Muslim family and so on. These kind of things, yeah. very similar, but definitely different needs. Absolutely, no, I totally agree. So it's about. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what are those needs? I mean, either yourself or someone else can elaborate on that more, just to summarise, you know, what, what are the main things that you guys, as a, uh, as reverts, uh, need from the society or community? Is there anyone? <laughs> well, maybe we, can, we don't have to answer that, we can move on. Um, uh, it's so it's on a blank, question, really. Yeah. No, so it's basically. I think it's different so for what you're everyone. Done. Like, yeah, to be honest, because when I became Muslim, <laughs> like you know, for me, like I was kind of essentially wrapped in cotton wool. Like my best friend became the imam of one of the masjids, and I was just <laughs> at the masjid every day, and I was like learning, and that kind of encouraged my path into trying to achieve scholarship. I'll say trying because I don't know if I'm there yet or not. Inshallah, one day I will be. That was my kind of route into Islam, was through, oh, I want to learn Deen, I want to learn, so it's like my best friend became the, the Masjid Imam, and he gave me the support as in, like, okay, yeah. he taught me the basics, he taught me how to function as a Muslim, mm -hmm. and I think that's important, like, for reverts and 
converts, I don't know about you guys, of what you think of that, mm-hmm. but to learn how to function as a Muslim, as part of the Ummah, and alhamdulillah, like, that was what was given to me, but also it was an encouragement to know that when I was in a dark place, like, with my parents, like, with my parents who maybe fought with me at the time or disagreed with me at the time, that mm-hmm. this will pass and there's a certain adab, there's a certain manner on which you can deal with them to make this situation better. And alhamdulillah, now I've been Muslim for almost six years in Ramadan. Like, I have a brilliant relationship with my parents now and it came through the support that I was given. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, there is a lot of reverts. When they do come to Islam, they come from a dark place already. So it's like emotional support, maybe counselling, learning how to function like as a Muslim, but that was just like my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I tend to find sometimes I go down to London and um, Manchester and sometimes I get involved with like different like madrasas and stuff and um, this is kind of what people need and even like born Muslims need this as well, like they need somebody to communicate and support them on a level on their level that Absolutely, they can understand yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to let them know that like you know you are part of this ummah like you mm-hmm. are not an alien from this ummah you are part of it and you were chosen by Allah to be in this ummah yeah. and you are from the ummah of uh, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that's where you belong yeah I yep. agree very wonderfully put. also don't forget about us as well yeah, like, don't forget us don't forget like oh, I know that <laughs> After you take your shahada, it's all like stardom. It's all cuddles and oh, this is the new, the newest revert. Make dua for me, and then mm-hmm. after a couple of months, it goes really silent, yep, and that's I when that. I think you find yourself mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, where you're like, point. what do I do? Okay, <laughs> how do I pray? How do I do this? How do I do that? Nobody, mm-hmm. everyone's forgotten about me. Well, inshallah, hope to see that there's more out there that can inshallah. support you guys in those times. I just want to, uh, just to uh, point out, like you were saying there, about not forgetting about you. There are actually some reverts in places where we don't even think about them being, and one of them is prison. Um, so we've got, we, we have another show uh, that, that inshallah will air as well. Um, we have a little snippet of Abdul Nadeen, a prison chaplain, shedding some light on an interesting prison statistic. So again, 50% of the Muslims in Scottish prison service are white Scottish. We hear that Islam is the fastest growing religion. We don't see that in the communities when you come to the masjids on the shows or anyone who goes to the masjids, you will mm-hmm. not see that large proportion of the non-ethnic or the local Scottish Muslims. But in prison there's a very large number of Scottish prisoners who are serving life sentences who embrace Islam. What we, I know, alhamdulillah, I thought that was a, that was such an interesting and, and statistic. A lot of those people are in there for life. I mean, are we supporting them? This is the other side of, of the reverts that we don't see. And uh, just another another point I wanted to make on that is, is Abdul Dean mentioned that there's not a lot of, uh, we don't see a lot of non-ethnic Muslims in masjids. Uh, you know, is, uh, what do you guys find? I mean, are we just not seeing them or are they not there? In the masjids, I think it's hard because a lot of the... Khutbas uh, are in Urdu um, or Arabic. Mm-hmm. There's some that are in English and things like that, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult to turn up as like the only white person that's turning up, and everybody's kind of looking at you like, is this person Arab? Is this person mm-hmm. is this person white? Like you can't really tell, so they don't kind of talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> so just yeah. kind of, I've also like found that as well, like. 
if I've been in, like, if I've been back home and then I've been, like, in Glasgow and sometimes you just get looks. It's just, like, who is she? <laughs> Why is she here? Like, what does she belong to? <laughs> and, uh, you know, even though, like, we're all kind of Muslims, but I think maybe in Scotland it's more of a new kind of thing, like relatively new mm-hmm. as compared to some places in England where you'll find a lot more like reverted Muslims from mm-hmm. like different backgrounds, maybe Jamaican or white or Russian or whatever you'll find. Mm-hmm. But in Scotland it tends to be a bit more, you know, secluded. Like the like the revert community is a bit mm-hmm. more secluded. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they are there but they're just a bit more hidden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As to speak, like, you know, because they get kind of... A lot of revert sisters get married, like, very quickly, mm-hmm. straight away. So they go into a life of, like, you know, taking care of, like, the duties of marriage yeah. and everything else. So or like, you just get brothers who maybe might be, like... You know, as Sister Carly says, sometimes we're just yeah. forgotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do sometimes find it hard to integrate into the mysteries because maybe, like, the man won't give, like, the dirce or whatever and, like, mm-hmm. English, and it's catered more to, like, the larger kind of ethnic group that mm-hmm. is in the city, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it does for a revert, it's something that's very difficult, because yeah, you yeah. don't know where you fit in, or where you belong, and... And it's intimidating. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we've already discussed the current situation, uh, but what does the solution look, look like? Um, and I know you guys have already mentioned that there should be some some formal groups set up um, and uh, also mentioned some good things that are happening already. Um, James mentioned that there's not a lot of uh, support out, out with Glasgow. Um, so this part of the show is all about coming up with some, some practical steps or solutions on an individual and a societal level that you think will make a difference um, to, to, you know, to head in a better direction. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dowd, do, do you have anything to input here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've sweated for you know all, almost ten years, um, worrying about numerous support. I mean, I kind of feel that it was only recently I realised that's quite strange. You know, so a lot of people become uh, you know Muslim, alhamdulillah, and then get really integrated in their life, alhamdulillah, benefit from Islam, and you know, mm-hmm. loving it. You know, we we're talking about some of the challenges, but alhamdulillah, you know, uh, Islam is such a gift to us, um, and we you know it's a great thing. Alhamdulillah, makes our life better. Alhamdulillah. But the thing is, um, when I've been worrying, um, there's certainly a clear sort of solution for me. Um, what I said at the start was I feel over the you know ten years or so that I've been Muslim, that things haven't moved on. And what I feel is that w- what we've got in informal support is amazing, mashallah. It's phenomenal. It's life saving. But the problem is, kind of harking back to the needs of new Muslims. Harking back to what uh, Abdul Mateen was saying about prisoners, it highlights that actually there are a lot more people coming to Islam than we know about. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Muslims who are becoming Muslim with huge needs. Mm-hmm. For example, someone may have been in prison for 10 years since they were 18. They've done committed a crime. Uh, 10 years later, alhamdulillah, they'll be a great member of society, they're Muslim, but they'll have so much support needs on top of being a Muslim. Um, in fact, the figure that Abdul Mateen said, I'd actually been lucky enough to be involved a little bit um, seeing the prison service. You know, the f- actual figure of who's becoming Muslim in prison, it's a kind of unspoken uh, sort of uh, secret as it were, but um, you know, there's much higher numbers of people becoming Muslim in prison. 
MashaAllah, there's so many people outside of prison becoming Muslim, um, you know, thousands. Uh, as to why we're not seeing, seeing them in the masjids, um, I'll tell you what it is. It's, mm -hmm. If it's generally one thing, it's just that people aren't building a life as part of the community. That's mm -hmm. that's kind of the real issue. It's like they're not crossing the bridge or what, however you want to think about it into being part of the community. Alhamdulillah, people come to Islam, they come to the masjid. You know, there's some dramatic uh, stories for sure. You know, people maybe meeting someone who maybe looked a bit, you know, looked unfriendly or something like that and or put them off. But alhamdulillah, you know, Generally, as well, especially for males, I think as well, the masjid is very, very friendly place. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what I think what happens is even more boring than that, which is yeah. it's very sad. People just end up uh, moving away uh, because they didn't make friends. They didn't, you know, uh, know where to go, that kind of stuff. And that's I'm, I'm sure there are there are definitely hundreds every year. You know, if, if the masjid, if Central Masjid gets a hundred every year who, who actually make it to Central Masjid, who actually meet people, mm -hmm. and that's who actually get you know to take shahada formally i wonder how many informal things that happen in the masjid what the masjids are around scotland there are potentially thousands of people every year becoming muslim it does not surprise me that figure we're not surprising that at all mm -hmm. so you know this is the situation we are as i said we've got lots of people who are muslim alhamdulillah embracing islam like huge numbers yeah. and diverse complex needs some of them you know mm -hmm. all types rich poor black white whatever you like to name it, they, they're becoming Muslim, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides whom he wills. Um, well, that's on one side of this, the equation. On the other side of the equation, mashallah, we've got this huge ummah who loves new Muslims, mashallah, yes. loves new Muslims, as Carl mm -hmm. was saying, that, that massive love at the start when you first become Muslim, although it wanes away, it's not because people stop loving new Muslims, it's just because, you know, um, people get caught up in their daily lives. Mm -hmm. So on one side, we've got this huge group of people who want to support Muslims, new Muslims. On the other side, we've got this huge group of new Muslims who do need just that little bit of support to get kind of plugged into this, to the community. Really, what we need is something in between to help uh, siphon people through. Now, what we have at the moment is the informal, mashallah, like individuals who just love their workmates become Muslim. Mm -hmm. We've got, mashallah, amazing groups like the Glasgow Reverts and so on that are like, you know, meeting on a regular basis, talking about Islam. This is the thing about this is it's it's a small uh, tip of the iceberg. It's a small fraction who are being supported. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest for myself uh, after thinking about this for so many years to make use of the huge numbers of people who want to help and address the huge people, the number of people who need help, I would suggest taking advantage of successful support models that do okay. exist. Mm -hmm. And what I would suggest, if you're got out there, you're listening to Radio Ramadan, you want to start a charity, Bismillah, Ramadan, best time for it. What I would suggest is starting a professional organisation that looks like professional support. What does that mean? It means a system. People engage with a system. They know when they engage with, for example, successful uh, examples I've seen down south in Islam is you know, successful buddy systems where people yeah. meet up with someone Mm -hmm. and much other safeguards uh, for the new Muslim. There's also safeguards for the for the born Muslim, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They're safeguarded as well. They only need to give, say, two hours a week, one hour a week, half an hour a week. It's a manageable commitment for anybody who's working a job, because that's what we're dealing with with the Muslims. Yeah. Um, manageable commitment there, um, but also an, a professional organisation which can, you know, systematically uh, build on 
you know, generations of knowledge about how to support this type of Muslim? How do we support disabled new Muslims? How do we support ex-prisoners? How do we support prisoners? How do we support, yeah. uh, you know, black new Muslims, etc.? What I would like to see is the successful support models done in, with new Muslims. And then there's another key point. So this professional approach is, inshallah, this is proven successful. Alhamdulillah, we can see it works, mashallah, with mm -hmm. lots of different groups. Yeah. But one key thing is it would need new Muslim leadership, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And why I'm saying it's not just like tokenism. It's not tokenism. The reality of the matter is just as Asians understand Asian culture, and if you want a, an Asian organization to support Asian people, you would need Asian people involved. You need Asian people That's leading true. it, making the decisions. Yep. Yeah, because why? Right, yep. Yeah. And it's not for tokenism, it's because Asian people know Asian people, yeah? yeah. Um, you know, black people know black people, white people know, you know. The yeah. thing is about new Muslims, you know, whether we're black, whether we're white, whether mm -hmm. we're disabled and so on, we know each other. When I meet new Muslims in England, when I meet new Muslims from all around the world, you know, meet online, etc., we're on the same page. We know each other's experiences, alhamdulillah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why the two things I would have to suggest, number one, a professional organization. There are organizations down south that have done it. Maybe you're an organization already supporting Muslims, maybe you're a masjid or whatever. Yep. Get that organized professionally, but also it needs new Muslim leadership. Why? Because you're making it hard for yourself if you don't have new Muslims in leadership. Absolutely. Because I totally agree. Like Carly yeah. said earlier, yeah. there are some things that only a new Muslim would understand exactly. that a born exactly. Muslim would not understand. And you're right when it comes yeah. to things, services like like counselling services, mm -hmm. you know, you need you need someone with knowledge speaking yeah. to you, you know, so I completely agree. Um, I think um I think Dowd's idea is great. I think starting a charity, having new Muslims run it, it being professional, I think that's a great idea. I would even go as far as this might sound crazy, but I would even go as far <laughs> as having like a revert based masjid and it would it would aim to focus on reverts and how to get them started have yes. classes for them and it would just be based wholly around trying to mm -hmm. to get reverts on their feet as a muslim and even people I'd that are thinking about islam i would well. love that yeah mm -hmm. i would love that <laughs> and actually that you raise a really good point there carly because uh, you know so many subhanallah of the sisters that that re are uh, people that come to islam are sisters mm -hmm. And a lot of the masjids don't accommodate for sisters as yeah, well. So, exactly. uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a really good point that you've raised. Um, can, can, I, well, can I say something as well? I know I've been talking for ages there, but I thought it was a good <laughs> point to say, which mm -hmm. was, mashallah, what Carly's saying there about uh, a new Muslim, you know, um, a masjid. You know, some people will say that's a great idea, mashallah. So other people will say, no, I don't think that's so good. Cause blah, blah, blah. But do you know what the reality is? That approach would help many new Muslims, right? Yep. But maybe what we need is another organisation as well, which of would appeal to a different type of yep. new Muslim, yep. etc. This is uh, this is a wee point to add. I agree. I was uh, down in Norwich recently, a masjid, and basically everyone in the masjid are reverts. Like the mm -hmm. imam himself became Muslim in the 70s. <laughs> 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 what masjid is that? Uh, uh, I can't remember, but it's in, Mar uh, it's in Norwich. It's Norwich, basically okay. like a house. Oh, uh, and uh, but it's really nice. There's people like like that would be saying there's many reverses, matter if they're white or black, they're all together. Exactly. And there are obviously some born Muslims there, but it's a majority revert. Which I'm yeah. It's a very good thing to see. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. Like, one of the things I think also, like, and I actually totally agree with you guys, and it's just adding more on it. I think the thing is, like, when we revert Muslims, like, when you start and you're kind of like naive about certain things. Mm -hmm. It's like having these kind of organisations, especially like as Brother Dowd was saying, like professional, more professional based organisations, it gives 
a space of safety for the yeah. new Muslims. Exactly. Because I think like what helped me tremendously is that somebody taught me the basics. Mm-hmm. Somebody started with me, they taught me what it is that I should believe in Islam mm-hmm. and what it is I should do in Islam and what is the other Muslims' rights upon me and what is what rights do I have from the other Muslims. And this, I feel like with um, knowledge, maybe like basic classes, nothing like too strenuous, nothing too strict, like just, you know, very, very basic minimum, like how wudu and prayer and everything else. And these things... I feel like it helps you feel more mm-hmm. Muslim, if that makes yeah. any sense. Because the more you know, like, you start to grow and you start getting interested and you start to feel more confident mm-hmm. as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. So you kind of push yourself into the community sort of thing. And yeah. then, like, when you have a certain kind of level of knowledge that you feel comfortable with, even if it's just wudu and prayer, it, it helps you feel more part of the wider Muslim society rather than like okay I just took my shahada and I know nothing because you still feel like yeah I'm Muslim but you still feel kind of outside the spectrum mm-hmm. yep. so these like great ideas from the brothers and sisters like absolutely I totally agree with that mm-hmm. kind of situation mm-hmm. and I've said like so many times to Carly I was like the group has to have structure yes. and the structure is everything because um, I actually study abroad and a school and our whole day is like planned it's like yes. so organized and like mm-hmm. what we do and when we do it and stuff and obviously i'm not speaking like anything like that i don't feel mm-hmm. like we have to go to like boot camp or like absolutely not like nothing like that but something along those same lines well you know what you're doing you know what you're doing at what time you're doing it like you understand why you're doing it and i think as a new Muslim, it's like you need to understand why you're doing the things you do. And Absolutely. Like, because you already have the belief of la 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 la, but you need to understand more than that. Mm-hmm. And that helps gain confidence. And I've seen it in other revert brothers and sisters as well. Like, I actually seen, mashallah, there was a revert brother from down south. And, like, he basically kind of had a similar story to mine. And now he's, like, running a masjid and stuff down south, oh, and, like, yeah. everybody's just like, oh, yeah, like, the white ma- the whitey man. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you you can be more than just, like, you know, the black revert, the white revert, or, like, whatever. Yeah. You, you, and through gaining that knowledge of Islam, yes. even if it's just the bare minimum, mm-hmm. will help you do that. And that's part of the reason I think we need these kind of professional organisations or maybe these revert-based masjids or madrasas or support groups like that because that will help create functioning Muslims. Yeah. Like, you won't be so, I'm in a box and I have no friends and I Mm -hmm. have nowhere to go because you know, like, the more you learn about Islam, the more you learn about Allah and the more you learn about Allah, you learn to trust Allah and that's something as a revert you need to know because you spent your whole life if I don't do this, this is going to happen. Yeah. But the basis is, as being a Muslim, is you need to learn how to trust Allah. Yeah. And the only way you learn how to trust Allah is you get to know Allah. And the only way you get to know Allah is through knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important for new Muslims as well. And having these kind of organisations, I think we can achieve that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And link, it, it's mm-hmm. if it's professional, it can link in with other organisations. Like, a lot of revets have 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 
had to go through things in their life that's brought them back to God. A, a lot of Muslims have hit, a, a lot of reverts have hit rock bottom before they've become Muslim. And, right. and mm-hmm. a lot of the time, they even though they've become Muslim, mm-hmm. that doesn't solve their issues from the past. Okay. And I think mm-hmm. that having some haven't been able to link in with other organizations as Khadija said before counseling things like that that Mm -hmm. they can get past those issues because a lot of the time for them to be able to trust in God Mm -hmm. they have to be able to get past these issues of before they became Muslim Mm -hmm. and if they can get past those issues, they can trust in God more and they can move forward in their life as well And, and maybe some People that have been born Muslim might not understand that. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. all got a past, but I mean, reverts probably have a more colourful past than born Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't you can't just expect like you you get a revert Muslim. Oh, you're sad. Like you just need to pray more. Like trust yeah. in Allah. It's like, well, how do I pray more? Like how do I get involved with my ibadah? How do I have concentration with my worship? How how do mm-hmm. I trust in Allah? Yeah. Like. Because, you know, as Sister Carly was saying, like, some of these reverts come from a place, like, they, they yeah. probably don't even trust their own family members yeah. or trust mm-hmm. the person that lives next door or yeah. even their own self. And then it's that kind of concept. It's like, how do I trust something that I don't see and yes. I can't mm-hmm. touch? And, I mean, some, like, you know, born Muslims just won't understand that. Yeah. Like, as, like, the, the brothers are saying, as Sister Carly is saying, like, it would take a revert to run this sort of group because mm-hmm. it's like, we all might come from different directions, but we all understand that our goal is the same thing. We have yeah. the same goal. We're, we're going in the same direction. And that is the point of Islam. The point yeah. of Islam is, like, we are brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter where you come from or, like, what language you speak or what colour you are. The thing is, we are together in this, mm-hmm. you know, and if we can help, you know, revert Muslims overcome their scars from their previous life mm-hmm. or, like... Through that, they can help maybe bond Muslims who are coming back to Islam, who have maybe lost their way in being, because some things it's pretty similar. Like, the more stuff that you produce like that or help with or get involved with, it helps produce functioning Muslims. Mm -hmm. And this is what the Ummah needs. It needs more functioning Muslims that will go out of their way for each other because we are family. Like, you know, we are from... The Prophet Sallallahu family, like, you know, we are one in this, and that's what we have to remember. And yeah. producing functioning Muslims is part of that. Absolutely. Like, my grandfather, like, he used to call Muslims Mohammedans. And now I think after everything, it's like, what an honour it is to be called a Mohammedan. And yeah. be called yep. by the name of the Prophet Sallallahu And this is what we need to work. It's all about, you know, for them, it's to build their trust in Allah, to make us all function as Muslims mm-hmm. because one hand washes the other, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. we're all we're all bricks of support for each mm-hmm. other and for that you need these sort of organisations. You oh, need yes. those support groups. Sorry, yeah. so, and that's I mean, I think you, uh, sorry, I think you raised a, a good point there, even about like the understanding what you said about um, that you guys, you know, even coming to Islam, you guys still might have, you know, things, you know, issues. I, th- I suppose a lot of people that are born into Islam, the way they perceive mm-hmm. it is, oh, you guys are so lucky, your sins have mm-hmm. just been wiped out. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean your memory's been wiped out as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's things that you carry on, and I know that I, I've been guilty of that as well. You know, mm-hmm. I've been like, wow, what, what must that feel like? You know, that 
you know, whatever you did before, alhamdulillah, that's all forgiven. Mm -hmm. But that carries on. And I you think you still have that guilt as well. Yeah, of I course. Mean, even How do you though your sins that? have been wiped, you still have that guilt of oh, will people think that I'm that I'm really taking my shahada for this reason, or yeah. do they think you know? And also, I think um, on the point earlier on about the prisons, I think having a, a good professional revert support group would be good for then doing like the, the prison chaplain saying things like that absolutely um to support the reverts in prison that sort of well, thing well hopefully this can you know Inshallah. sort of start that that yeah. kind of uh, connection between the, be the different groups you know yeah. that's, that's the point of this show is to raise raise some sort of practical solutions um james would you like to add anything yeah well, uh, you know, I, I agree with what everyone's saying, and I definitely think that one of the hardest things is the cultural differences, even with, like, uh, you know, born Muslims who are brought up in this country, like the Asians and stuff like that, mm -hmm. they've still got a lot of the uh, Asian culture in them, so there's still a, a bit of a gap. I mean, I'm I grew up with loads of guys since primary school that, uh, you know, have been in my Hanukkah, mm -hmm. um, but there's still a, there is still a bit of a difference down to how we were raised. So, uh, we do have a charity in Dundee, it's uh, taught by Mohammed. So we have mm. a food bank and mm. we also do wow. a, a curry kitchen thing. So we go out to the I Salvation Army and feed the homeless, you know, and, uh, you know, give dawah. Wow. But there is definitely that cultural gap. Like I'm, I'm the only like revert Scottish person who's there. The rest, mm -hmm. There's maybe about 10 or 12 other guys that are Asian. So there is a connection, but yeah, there is a bit of a distance. So I, I, I do agree with the fact that it'd be good to have more reverts involved and uh, getting out into the, to the people and helping people as they need it. Yeah. Yep. So it's like a balance. Think, uh, Sorry. Mm. I think I think that like regarding the gap of um, experience between being as we call born Muslim and uh, you know new Muslim, I think that you know one of the biggest gaps is that just like humans do, and I this is the thing I think a lot of people will understand me here, right? Whenever anyone's organising something like say a solution to a problem, they'll give the solution that would help them, mm -hmm. but maybe not the solution that would help the people who it's getting targeted mm -hmm. at. If, and a perfect example would be, um, you know, mashallah, such well-intentioned people, really hard-working, um, trying to help new Muslims by by doing, you know, a halaqa. Now, mashallah, halaqa will help new Muslims, mashallah. Yes. Um, the thing is, I think that a halaqa, for example, would help a lot more people who are born Muslim, who mm -hmm. are like used to going in a mosque, who are used to, you know, certain etiquettes and so on. Um, that would help a lot more people who've been Muslim all their life um, than it would help the people who are coming to Islam. Um, mm. The reason is, like, what may be the, the different idea of support between people who are born Muslim and people who are new Muslims, mm -hmm. I think the difference is, like, a lot of new Muslims focus, I think, more on, when I speak to new Muslims, focus more on practical support, support for, like, how to, like, deal with, you know, going in a mosque, how to, like, really simplistic things, you know, um, how to meet people mm -hmm. uh, and and so on. And another thing I think as well, and this is definitely now a new piece of advice I'd always give to someone who's become Muslim, yes. is, like, there's a lot of big, um, deep issues in Islam, like, <laughs> in, like, theological, philosophical questions that come up. And I think that one of the best positions, the best breakthroughs I had when I was Muslim was I realised that um, I didn't need to sort, like, it's not my job to sort these thousand-year-old questions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's that's later on in the list of priorities. Um, 
uh, you know, alhamdulillah, I can just relax and, mashallah, focus on, on my deen, focus on my, uh, you know, uh, five pillars, mashallah, which Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa emphasized. Oh, you know, that, that, that's, alhamdulillah, uh, it's easier to say to someone, yeah, just, just focus on that, alhamdulillah, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I think that kind of question of, like, being quite overwhelmed with the religion, yes. I don't know if so much of a born Muslim would understand that. And also, um, yeah, uh, that the new Muslims need as well as that kind of advice, they need quite practical advice. And that's why it's so important to have uh, new Muslims in a decision-making role in new Muslim support. And mashallah, that's just wise idea, just as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent people to their own people, alhamdulillah, because why? They're experts in their own people. I'm an expert in what it's like to, you know, have a Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. be raised on fish and chips for seven. <laughs> you know, alhamdulillah, um, and uh, you know, and also be Muslim, alhamdulillah. You know, so you know, alhamdulillah, uh, yeah. Um, wh- I think for those good intentioned Muslims, uh, uh, born Muslims who are listening to the yes. to the show and thinking, how can I help? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, listen to new Muslims and what they need, um, because it could mm-hmm. be different to what you expect. You know. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. So that, that's a, that's a very, very good point to end on. I'm really sorry. We're going to have to, to cut, cut you guys there. Inshallah, <laughs> hopefully there's, there's more spaces for you guys to continue this conversation. Um, I really liked uh, uh, your, your idea of an organization. So inshallah, I hope someone picks up on this and, and you know, something is started. Um, so you've been listening to Sakina Society. Jazakallah khair for, to all the guests for your time today. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, 8pm again to ho- hear more discussions on the current issues in our society. Assalamu alaikum. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.scot or check out the Arc Media app.